It's time for the Picture House Podcast with your hosts, Sam and Simon. Please ensure that your mobile phone is switched off, refrain from smoking, and keep conversation to a minimum. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show! Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Sure. Very I, nice um, to be here. It's uh, it's been a while since we've had you in our cinemas. I'm from a cinema chain which will play Battle of the Sexes, and um, we actually did the premiere for Ruby Sparks in oh. our Hackney Picture House. Oh yes, uh, I remember. in London. Yeah, that's a great little. I was trying to remember where that was. <laughs> actually. But it was nice to bring outside of the centre of town and sort of take it to you know a more sort of community sort of area, and uh, it was very cool. Exactly. <laughs> that's a great I know. I complex. Love that, yeah. That uh, so welcome back with Battle Thank of the Sexes. Thank you. What um, really struck me out watching the film is it's such a cinematic story. Like, I can't believe it's not been made into a film already. Well, yeah, you know, it's interesting. There have been a lot of documentaries about the event, but it was fun to tell it through the language of film and, and be able to have a score. And you can really get inside the story. You know, um, you can hear kind of what happened, but we wanted the audience to experience it. And, um, and particularly, you know, kind of leading up to the match, because... The challenge was how do you sort of dramatize the match? Because mm. the match itself, just on, on a you know kind of as a sports movie, was not that exciting. So we ha- we wanted to make sure that people were sort of invested in the characters and in their personal lives as they went in to watch the match. So it just loaded all those moments that much more. But it was you know, and actually watching the old the original match again, just um, studying it. There was so much drama in just the what because we knew everything that was going on in their lives as we watched it, and it was you know that was what fascinated us and all the the eyes on these two people, ninety million people watching them as they, you know, play as the match played out. So I remember I saw a documentary about it a few years ago. But um, even knowing how it ended, it, I was still so caught up in the end match, and I sort of completely forgot, you know, any <laughs> anything I knew going into the film, which I think is testament to, you know, the, the sort of time you spend with the characters before they go into the into the final court, you know. <laughs> well, I'm happy to hear that, and I think it's interesting because um, I think in some ways you're less invested in. I mean, you want her, I want her <laughs> to win, <laughs> and so you're invested in that, but you're also sort of. It's not so much like who's winning and who's losing. It's you're you're watching kind of what's happening to them, and um, you know Bobby was fascinating to us because you could just see him sort of trying to, you know, stay in it, but he was really sort of crumbling, and um, so it was. I don't know. I I think it's not so much about who wins every point, but um, just. The when cost people are yeah, paying. Yeah, the kind of mm. the price that yeah they're paying at every turn. I think what um what the film does really well is it builds up both characters equally. And I think in the documentaries I'd seen, Bobby's just painted as a villain. <laughs> but he's he's sort of more than that. And I think I may be misremembering, but I don't think the documentaries had the nuance of the the level of showmanship he puts on and the hustling he does, uh, because you can see he turns it on for the cameras. Oh. <laughs> no, it's you know he was a fascinating character, and you know. He he was very inspired by Muhammad Ali, and he watched how Ali could create excitement about his boxing matches um, just through what he said in the press. So Bobby very quickly learned that if he started insulting women and the women's liberation movement, that a lot of people would get angry and that it would you know stir things up. And you know the the f- nice thing about telling a 
theatrical story is that we could go places a documentary camera could never go. So, you know, going inside Bobby's house and being able to, you know, see his family life and, you know, the, the kind of middle-aged man seeking relevance was an interesting story to explore. I think it was really good to see the uh, scenes with him and his kid. Like, there is something in his life that he does really care about, and he's not putting on a show um, like you would do for a kid, maybe, but he's not. Right. He, he can be sort of be himself in right. his own house. Which <laughs> he was kind of a child in some mm. ways. You know, I think he, uh, Billy Jean always talks about how his career in, in 1939, he, he got the triple, uh, triple double in Wimbledon. Um, and he, so he, you know, he was kind of at the height of his career right before World War II broke out. Mm. And then but his prime years he missed because of the war. So uh, he never really had his moment that he, he, he was such a good player and he would have, you know, for sure won many championships. So I think she really understood that what he was trying to do was sort of recapture that um, spotlight. And so she never... You know, she she looked at him as a, a champion, and she looked up to him as a player, and she said, "That's why I beat him because <laughs> I respected him and um, didn't underestimate him." During the sort of prep for the that the big match, you see the montage of him sort of messing around, and he's dressed up like uh, with the flippers on and with the dogs and stuff. Uh, was that a challenging shoot? It looked like a lot of different setups and costumes. And oh my <laughs> god! It was. It, there was. We had to film the the whole movie in thirty five days, which wow. was quite a challenge um but I, it really i you know we credit steve and emma because they always showed up completely prepared and you know all those stunts that bobby did steve accomplished on his own playing tennis while holding two dogs and frying pans frying pans and, and all slippers, that you know yeah. no special effects the, no the computer generated around. tennis balls it was sheep all shit he was that was one oh, of yeah. the more challenging there was a yeah yeah he, a sheep um sheep dropping yeah. problem <laughs> yeah. on the tennis court. So what sort of work did Emma and Steve do to, you know, become match fit? Is it worth for those yeah. for those tennis scenes? Well, they both worked out for 4 months. Um we had a lot of time to prepare and, you know, Emma added 15 pounds of muscle. I mean, she oh. completely transformed her body um to the level of a pro athlete. And then Steve. Steve worked with Bobby Riggs's actual coach and one of Bobby's best friends, who is depicted in the film by uh, he's played by Eric Christian Olsen. But so you know, Steve spent so much time with somebody who really knew and loved Bobby. So not only was he preparing physically, but he was really getting to know the character and and actually getting to love him. I mean, I think he, uh, Steve, really. We all just when you watch Bobby you just can't help but kind of love him because mm. he's he's a, a I mean like his like Priscilla his wife says in the movie you know she she didn't want him to change but she just couldn't live with him mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and how involved was Billie Jean King wi with Emma and with you guys when you were prepping the film well Billie Jean was very involved in the screenwriting stage and she met with Emma and uh, you know they got some time together but it was interesting to watch how pretty early on we realized that this was the story of the 29-year-old Billie Jean. And Billie Jean today is a very evolved, um, you know, very wise person. But at 29, she was still finding her way. 
So when we went to make the movie, Billie Jean sort of took a back seat for a while because we really needed to study that Billie Jean from all the footage of the time. Um, but now that the movie's done, Billie Jean's back in, and, and it's just so incredible to have her there to witness people watching the film and you know loving her story. Well, she saw a rough cut about a year ago, and it was pretty rough. And we thought, Billie Jean's probably not seen a lot of rough cuts of movies, you know. So it was a little scary, and the music was all temp, and um, and she knew that. But I think you know it was very hard for her to sit in a room by herself and watch them. As she and Alana, her current partner, mm. who she's been with for over thirty years, so, so they watched it together. And it's a hard story to kind of go back and watch, especially with her partner now. I mean, it was a really a tough time in her life. I think so. I think uh, the first few times she didn't have a whole lot to say. <laughs> I think her mind was kind of blown by it. But let's face it. I mean, if someone's going to play you, Emma Stone's a pretty yeah. good um, representative. You know, she, she brings a lot. I think Billie Jean just said, I trust you. Keep going. I don't really, you know, other than like maybe the way the ice is wrapped around Emma's knees doesn't look right to her. You know, she's right. things, like little things like that. But other than that, it was just too hard to comment. That makes absolute sense. It's uh, you know a bit of your life which is so long ago yes, yeah. <laughs> being told like this. Yeah. I did think Emma's uh, when you look at pictures of Billie Jean when she's twenty nine and Emma in the film, like there's just it's incredible. What yeah. a great transformation. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it it's you know I really credit Emma for just capturing not only just the res the physical resemblance but the whole aura the 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 physicality um her, her strength and her conviction and you know clarity she just like i love when she confronts her opponents you know she's just very it's it, it, there's a politeness mm. you know and a respect but but she doesn't she's tough you know but but at the same time um you can't dislike her, and I think that Billy, that's really one of the things Billie Jean uh, has to offer everyone to see. You know, it doesn't really help if you're just, um, you know, putting Angry. down your mm -hmm. opponent. You know, to, to lift them up is, is the best way to um, kind of address them. And, um, and, and by doing that, I think hopefully you can make progress. She definitely has that air of uh, sort of authority amongst uh, the rest of the women on the uh, who are doing the, the challenge on, in the tournament. Oh, um, yeah. And I think adding Emma alongside, uh, it, she sort of carries that authority with her as well. So yeah. it's really great to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are very few people who could have, you know, done this role the way that Emma does. And it's just, you know, the person that Emma is in life is part of what makes it so special because... She just is a person of incredible integrity. And I think it's been incredible for Emma to sort of walk in Billie Jean's shoes and sort of think, wow, you know, I have this power too. You know, mm. <laughs> people, uh, you know, she she has a voice in her community and really in the world now. So it's, I think it, it was really good timing. And she was actually this, about the same age uh, Billie Jean was then. So... I think it, it, it had extra meaning for her. And yeah, I mean, I think she's really growing as an artist with every movie, and mm. so I think people will see a, 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 a very new and 
remarkable Emma Stone. No, absolutely. I think the film has such a good message, and Emma's a great person to deliver that message, especially now in her career. Um, I know there's a lot of excitement for the film uh, mm -hmm. out there. Um, it must be great sort of taking it to these, to these festivals and getting those pockets of, of reactions now after all this time. Uh, what's that like? <laughs> it's the best. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think festivals make you feel like, oh, the world loves films. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's nothing like seeing a film in a theater, and this movie more than many is something that should be seen in a theater full of people where you can listen to everyone and, and, and laugh and, and be moved, hopefully. And, you know, so I hope people will see it. I there. hope people just see all movies in <laughs> theaters. I just, you know, I know, know you're uh, a supporter of that. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I just think There's it's the like best. It. Just why we go to movies is not to, you know, to share that experience with you know, fellow audience members, but um, yeah, so I hope people will uh, see it that way. And Absolutely, and and, and it looks so beautiful on the big screen. The cinematography is incredible, oh. the production design is great, and that score is wonderful. Oh, oh. So a real treat to hear that. Nick <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and to hear it loud in a theater, oh. and you know, we shot on film, Yes. so um, you know, it's, it's filmed the way it was designed to be, so the no, grain is incredible. It yeah, is so no, it beautiful. Makes a difference. And if you're telling a period story, I, I just feel like you have to shoot it on film. There's nothing like it. And also, I think to see, if, you know, there's so much detail mm. in some of these wide shots that, you know, we have. So it's so nice to see those big, you know. It's just amazing how much is lost when you sort of reduce everything down to a. To an iPhone. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I love the, uh, in one of the balcony scenes in the hotel, you've got this amazing mm. rippling balcony. Oh, yeah. It's the beautiful. architecture, yeah. Um, but thank you so much for talking oh, to us, guys. Thank you. Really love the pleasure. film and can't wait to play it to our audiences. All right. <laughs> thank, well, you. thank you. Well, thank you. You have been listening to the Picture House podcast, a Picture House's production brought to you by Picture House Cinemas. We would like to thank everyone who works at Picture House Cinemas and everyone who has ever attended a screening of a film at a Picture House Cinema. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Thank you.